regardless of all the craziness that's going on right now, folks, you are still locked and loaded onto the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information on a Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine coming to you from Tuscaloosa. As always, the show, not about me. It's about the man John Ivory. I call him JP. But John Ivory making sure that we are looking good, sounding good, feeling good every single time as we stream this to you via YouTube. And as we do each and every time, we encourage you to drop a thumbs up on the show, give a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button. Now, what that tells us here at TDA is to continue pumping you out the best in news, notes, and information on your Crimson Tie. It's because of you, the fans, that we're over 8,000. That's right. Over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. So definitely want to continue to encourage you to help us grow the network, channel, and the brand. On a Friday, got a jam-packed set of topics to get to. We'll dive into an update to start things off. And then after that, we'll go into Alabama Spring Football uh, post postponed, suspended due to the outbreak of the coronavirus. What does this mean? Will football return? Will spring ball return? What are we looking at here in terms of Alabama athletics, in particular Alabama football? So we'll dive into that. From there, we have a special guest in the building. We're going to be able to sit down with former Alabama defensive back Jarrett Maiden, former Alabama safety, get his thoughts and things on his career and how great it was and just some players that he feels like in the upcoming season will be big-time factors. And as he pushes toward the NFL draft, what are, the, what are the things he'll be looking to do at the next level? So we'll talk with Jared Mate. And then last but not least, we'll be able to uh, preview the Alabama group at wide receiver heading into the upcoming season. That and your phone calls, tweets, texts, messages, thoughts, and concerns here on this edition of shows. But to start things off, a little update here. Alabama losing tight end uh, Giles Amos to the transfer portal, Giles Amos hit the transfer portal on today. He'll be, be a graduate transfer as he's in the NCAA transfer portal. Amos, a native of Perry, Georgia. He came to the Crimson Tide in 2017, was a part of that 2017 national championship team. He was a walk-on. He earned his scholarship in the 2019 fall camp session and was able to catch a pass this past year against New Mexico State. But he is in the graduate transfer portal, so definitely best wishes there to one Giles Amos at that tight end position. But we dive into topic number one of the conversation this evening, Alabama spring football suspended postponed until further notice due to the outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, news came out via the University of Alabama on today uh, stating that you know spring practice has been canceled, has been postponed until further notice. Now, do, now according to the, the uh, SEC front office in Birmingham, all spring activities have been uh, postponed or canceled through April 15th. So that's what we're looking at. As of right now, in terms of uh, what does this mean for Alabama football? And it's kind of crazy how this deal or this strand of the coronavirus started in China. 
and then uh, from China, it makes its way to Europe, and it gets into the United States. Of course, one uh, Rudy Gobert, the center for the Utah Jazz, you know, not a vindictive person, but I guess carelessly just did not take it seriously. And, uh, of course, other players in the NBA have been uh, affected by it. Of course, uh, Gobert's teammate, one Donovan Mitchell, contracted it as well, which led to the NBA uh, shutting down the remainder of its season. And then uh, the national, the NCAA, college basketball, March Madness tournaments for men and women, both suspended, postponed, canceled. The conference tournaments for the respective conferences canceled. Just so many things happening with this virus. And it's made its way to the state of Alabama with already a confirmed case in Montgomery. But prior to football, uh, basketball is affected by this. Alabama men's and women's basketball. Uh, Alabama baseball affected. Alabama softball affected. But in terms of football, uh, the good news is, in a sense of, uh, there is potential for a return to spring practice. We're kind of just in limbo right now as we are in strong hope, in strong faith, in strong prayer that modern medicine, uh, medical technology, pharmaceuticals, scientists, everybody trying to figure out a way to combat the virus, figure out a way to come up with some type of vaccine, some type of cure, because it really sort of snuck up on us in a sense, and uh, people are taking the necessary precautions, people are being proactive and getting in front of this thing. So right now, we are in limbo as to where, as to when spring practice returns. Now, to me, as long as no one in the football facility, no one on the coaching staff, no one in the support staff, none of the players, as long as nobody within this facility uh, contracts the virus. And I strongly believe that spring ball will return to the University of Alabama. It's just a matter of when, as once again, we're kind of in limbo in regards to that. And uh I remember just going back to uh, some statements made by Kentucky men's basketball coach John Calipari, along with others, that it's a trying thing when uh, you see these young athletes in basketball, men and women's basketball, that they grew up, you know, as children looking forward to this moment, playing in the NCAA tournament. You look forward to, you know, you grow up in the backyard dreaming of that day when you can hit that game-running shot to win March Madness. You, as a child, look forward to that day to where you can compete in the tournament and you get a chance to cut down those nets as championship as champions of college basketball and for the chancellors, the presidents, the athletic directors, the coaches to come to these young men and women and tell them that you're not going to have that opportunity. It hurts because they've worked so hard for this moment. And while you sign your letter of intent to come to a school to fulfill that educational requirement, and that's important, and you want to do that, but you also come to the school to fulfill your athletic goals, whether those be in football, basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, what have you. And just for the NCAA tournament, I understand a lot of these young people, they, they nod, they shake their head and understanding that you know, they're not going to get this opportunity to compete in March Madness, but in the hearts of so many of these individuals, I, I can only imagine uh, the pain, 
the anguish, the frustration, uh, the tears, the agony, because this is what they've always wanted to do. So uh, definitely, um, I feel for you know those guys in these respective sports, but just uh, in terms of football, hopefully and uh, prayerfully, University of Alabama Crimson Tide can get to the bottom of uh, the situation in terms of figuring out uh, can it get back to get it on the field in terms of the spring practice, uh, the A-Day game, which as of right now with the SEC saying that the spring activities have been canceled or postponed up until April 15th. We still have no knowledge. We still have no information as to say, will the A-Day game be completely canceled? So we'll just wait until we continue to get more information, more thoughts, and more clarity on where to kind of move forward from here, but just providing to you uh, the information as it is right now. Uh, Crimson Tide spring football practice has been postponed you know, until we, we get some further information. And for me, even though I'm not happy about the situation, U.S. fans not happy about the situation, you know, I was looking forward to going out on the practice field today to get pictures, get video, get sound, get audio, just get, you know, all the content and the information about the excitement for the spring ball. The, the good thing is – at least this is not happening right in August, well, July and August, July, August, September, the summer months going into the season. This now gets us an opportunity to uh, dissect some things and get some things in order, but at the very least, it's not the situation where we're looking at the month of July and this happening, right? Or the month of August and this happening, right? And the month of September and, and this happening to where it would really get um, eerie, it would really get uh, nail-biting, it would really get kind of uh, rubber meets the road, so to speak. So even though still a very hard time, still a very serious, vital, heart-pressing moment, it's just a uh, relief that this is not happening during of the time of spring, time of uh, fall camp, the time of summer workouts, definitely the time of the regular season of college football. But as we continue to get more information, we will continue to push that towards uh, you guys being the fans of Crimson Tide football. But uh, as always, make sure that you are protecting yourself. Make sure that you are protecting the loved ones, the people around you. Make sure that you are also by every means of the imagination, protecting you know, the next door neighbor, just making sure people are aware, people are up to date on, on what's going on and, and everybody can kind of make sure that everybody is okay. But that's just the news there in terms of the coronavirus for Alabama canceling spring of football practice until further notice. But we're going to go to our first break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that down. Upon our return, we dive into your tweets, text, phone calls, messages, and concerns right after this. sports fan deserves the proper representation with will sports introduces to you the title towel wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of nick saban and the alabama crimson tide only 9.99 and it lasts a lifetime head on over to whitwillsports.com and get your title towel today
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We are back inside the action, folks. That is, in my own words, the podcast. Hottest show on the streets. Best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. We are rocking and rolling on a Friday. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. And as always, people, be sure to give a thumbs up, give a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. That lets us know here at TDA to continue pumping you out the best news, notes, and information on your Crimson Tide. But it's your time, Crimson Tide fans. 205-448-1358. The number to call in to be a part of the show. 205-448-1358. Before we get to the phone lines, we are actually joined by my good man, uh, Jarrett Maiden, former Alabama defensive back, who played for the Crimson Tide from 2016 to this past season, 2019. Jarrett, so happy to have you, man. I'm, I'm appreciative to be here. I'm grateful to be here. Got Jarrett Maiden in the building, folks. And Jarrett, uh, you know, first and foremost, congratulations to you Appreciate on it. an outstanding career uh, at the University of Alabama, playing DB, playing corner. Mm-hmm. Now, you played everything here everything. in the secondary in mm-hmm. terms of the Tide. And my first thought is coming from Texas, mm-hmm. everything's bigger in Texas. Football's yeah. bigger, everything's bigger. Mm-hmm. But in your recruitment to Alabama and your visit to Alabama, you know, what made this place special? What sold you on Nick Saban? When you left Tuscaloosa after your first visit, what had you thinking, this place is home? Um, really, what just had me thinking that was the coaches, the coaches I had met during that time. Uh, things about Coach Pruitt was, uh, was his first year going to be DC. And then I remember going up to Coach Saban's office, and he told us that, you know, you got an opportunity to come here. You know, you can come here and be legend. You can come here and be one of the, you know, premier guys that that that's you've seen throughout the Alabama programs. He said, you know, it's not going to be easy, and we ain't guaranteeing, you know, guaranteeing that anything happens in your favor. But if you come here, at least have the chance to show how great and have a chance to be kind of, you know, known as a legend around here and in college football. Huge thing there when you look at just that recruitment part of it. Folks, if you're just now tuning in to the show, we got Jarrett Maiden, former Alabama safety, played from 2016 to 2019 here on In My Own Words, the podcast. And Jarrett, this past season was a special year for you. You know, four interceptions, but you had a game against Western Carolina where that ball was just finding its mm-hmm. way to number 21. And that's that's a special moment. I mean, for a lot of guys, young guys, you would want that. They would want that as their freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what made that game on senior day where you worked so hard, you put in so much effort, and you were rewarded with that three-interception performance? Um, it, it was a it was a fantastic feeling, though, especially with it being senior day. You know, it just meant that much more to me. And then, you know, just going in put to the game plan, you know, Coach had a good game plan. And then on my interceptions, you know, one of them just being more disciplined than the other team, you know, he he made a mistake on his read and, you know, just read off him and intercepted the first one. The second time he just made a mistake and I capitalized. So 
you know, everybody in the defense was doing what we were supposed to do that game, so it made it easy for, you know, easy for the DBs to make plays all day. Now, you were invited to the Senior Bowl. You went to play in the Senior Bowl in Mobile, and, uh, of course, Nick Saban, not just the head coach, but the defensive back coach, and he mm -hmm. takes pride in making sure you guys got the technique down, whether it's corner, safety, star, what have you. And going into this draft, you are one of the most versatile DBs in this draft. How much pride do you take in when you're visiting teams or when you're talking to different teams that if you get me, you can put me at corner, I'm a ball. You can put me at safety, I'm a ball. You can put me whatever in the secondary. How much pride do you take in that versatility? Um, I, tell you, I take tremendous pride in that. I feel like that's what kind of separates me from everybody else in this draft. And, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Coach Saban and the scheme and the you know, even when it was tough at times, trying to learn the different positions, you know, he kept pushing me, he kept driving me. And he used to tell me all the time, you know, with you being versatile, you add a lot of value to our secondary. So you know, I just try to push that towards, you know, coaches when I when I meet with them and talk to them, let them know, like, you know, I, I have been trained, I've been prepared for all spots. So um, whatever hole you need, need fixed in your defense, I can do it and, and then some. So, you know, just, now bring him more to the defense or whatever NFL team decides to give me. So, I mean, what what was the hardest part about, you know, learning this defense? I know it's complex, but just mm -hmm. for you and the different spots in the secondary, what was the hardest thing to master? The hardest thing to master really is just really just understanding the full picture. Once you start understanding what offenses are trying to do against you, um, you know, that kind of helps you kind of, you know, eliminate plays that they usually probably have done against other teams what they're going to specifically want to do against us and, you know, Coach Saban's defense. So that was that was the biggest thing. And then adjusting to, like, the motions. Um, when formations move, a lot of times, kind of like, um, you know, you got various games, rocket sweeps. You got rocket sweeps, RPOs nowadays. So you just got to stay disciplined. So, you know, that's all, you know, something that Coach Saban preaches. So just try to make make the most of that. Folks, you are live on it. If you're just tuning in, we're on In My Own Words, the podcast. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. I'm sitting down with Jared Maiden, former Alabama defensive back who played from 2016 to 2019, a part of that 2017 national championship for the Crimson Tide. And Jared, the last two seasons, you know, Alabama, the goal is to win a national championship. That's mm -hmm. the ultimate goal. That's what you guys, you know, pride yourself on. But there were some issues here and there. And uh, what did you think defensively led to the struggles the last two years, especially this year? Um, now, the last two years, you could have attested to discipline. Um, there was a lot of things kind of just going on where guys were more interested in other stuff, not really, you know, just being where they feed off, how Coach Saban said, and then this year, um, you know, a lot of people try to say it's a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, no matter how old you are or how long you've been playing in, a, in for Alabama, discipline hurt us all year this year. The, the unforced penalties, you know, it's hard enough just being able to win, but when you're going out there and you got to play not only against the other team but yourself because your discipline isn't where it needs to be, you know, you you don't you don't win national championships doing that. So. I feel like this year, the discipline that we had, you know, it showed in, in the games we lost, and it, and it shows. You can see it.
Now, one thing Coach Saban always mentions is play with emotion, but don't be emotional. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always kind of want to know uh, what what does he mean by that, and what do you guys take from that, especially this past season when he, when he kept pumping out, play with emotion, but don't let that get the best of you. Yeah, so that's kind of just saying, you know, all the all the intangibles that come with football, the toughness, the effort, you know, the pride, everything that we hold up when we show um, when we uh, time to be fourth quarter, but. You know, you just want to let those things out, like the pride. You know, you prideful about how you play, the emotion when you when you make a tackle. But when you want, once you go from emotions to emotional, that's the I'm getting angry or I'm getting irritated or um, the play isn't happening. So now I'm fixing to force the play. I'm finna overdo. You know, what's outside of myself because I'm getting mad. I'm getting irritated on things I can't control. So that's pretty much what they say. You want to play with emotion. You want to play with determination. But once you get to that point where I'm getting mad, I'm pressing, things like that, that's when you cross into emotional, and that's what he tries to remind us, you know, every day. Now, especially this upcoming season where I know you're going to the NFL, but there's a bunch of guys on this team that will be back. They're hungry. They saw what happened the last two years, and they know know, that's not the Alabama standard. That's not the form of play. Any guys offensively, defensively right now that you're looking at going, I may be gone, but we got some dogs that's going to be ready this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, offensively. Um, gotta go, Mac Jones. You know, Mac Jones. You know, I love him. Just you off know, the rip. Just off the rip, Mac <laughs> Jones. You know, I love him. You know, I've been that's been my dog since he came in as a freshman. I'm, I mean, he got it all. Everything you want in the QB, he got. He got charisma. He got arm talent. I mean, he does it all. I mean, he always got his head held high. Then I gotta go. You know, Jalen Waddle, Najee. I didn't seen all them grow up. Um, kind of crazy how Najee just kept getting better throughout the year. So I know he's gonna. And the way he works, his work ethic is crazy. After practice, he's doing runnings on the treadmill. Jalen Waddle, explosive now. Him and Devontae really going to be sharing. So, I mean, the offense is going to do what they're going to do. But defensive-wise, you got Demo back. I know he looking to show how much of an alpha dog he is on that defense. Josh, I'm pretty sure going to play with his chip on his shoulder because he got hurt. Secondary, Pat, Job got a lot to prove. Um, Big hitter. Um, battle coming back um, that really mentored him throughout the year just trying to get his knowledge up to speed just being a freshman so you know it's always a jump mentally because athleticism wise he has it but you know just getting him up to speed mentally and him to understand concepts and things you really get when you're older but I feel like he's going to take it in well D-line, LeBron, Ray. But, I mean, I feel like I feel like the team <laughs> you know the team going to be good I feel like they're going to take all the lessons that you know, all, all the old heads told them last year around the bowl season, Michigan game, if they take what we took, what we told them, and take that to heart, I feel like we're going to be back on top. Folks, we are live here if you're just tuning into the show to In My Own Words, the podcast, hottest show on the streets, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. And I got Jared Maiden, former Alabama safety, live on the set show with me, played for the Crimson Tide from 2016 to 2019. And just a couple of more here for you, Jared. Uh, how are you right now preparing for the NFL draft. I know there's a lot of um, a lot of training involved, a lot of mm-hmm. workouts involved. So, how are you preparing yourself, you know, physically and also mentally to, you know, hear your name called for this draft? Um, you know, just working out every day. Um, I go up to the facility and work out with the strength coaches, um, Jason. 
you know, we go Monday through Saturday. So, you know, just getting ready for pro day. But um, unfortunately, with the coronavirus, pro, be- pro day was moved back, and now they don't know when they're going to have it. So, you know, it's a lot of things going on. But either way, I, as far as what I can control, still working out, you know, you still got to do your film study. You got to be ready for when coaches and, and GMs want you to get on the board. And are they going back through film and asking you the, about formations, splits, what defenses you in? Just trying to see, you know, at the end of the day, they're making an investment in you. So they want to pick your brain, see what type of person you is. So, you know, really just going through that process right now. Still just working out and getting better every day. Now, you brought up Mac Jones. Now, I know I remember the story that you told uh, the media during the season mm-hmm. about Mac, and a lot of people, especially what Tua did this past season, how he was able to, you know, entertain guys. Mm-hmm. People want to win, but now we're in a day and age where people want to be entertained, I guess, as they win. Mm-hmm. When you look at Mac Jones, he may not bring so much as the entertainment factor, but the guy's a leader. The guy's a bona fide winner. The, mm-hmm. the young man can play football. And mm-hmm. uh, what do you tell people that that are kind of quick to sort of write him off and look at? Well, you know, this Bryce Young kid is legit. But what do you what do you tell people about Mac Jones that are kind of on the edge of writing him off? I mean, I mean, I heard about the Bryce uh, the Bryce Young kid. You know, he's fantastic. You know, I've seen some of his film. But at the end of the day, like just. As a man, what I what I tell people is Mac Jones, but he works extremely hard. And then, you know, some people try to say he's not as flashy, but I tell those people, I want you to go back and watch what he did against Mich- uh, Michigan, Auburn. Uh, like Auburn, I think even when they played LSU, I think LSU only put up like 20-something points. Mac Jones, you can attest to score at least 40, uh, 40 30-something plus points on a great Auburn defense. and then That front seven was good now. It was good, and, and Mac Jones played the whole game, even though he made those made those errors, but those are errors that come through time. You know, he didn't start the whole season. Those are some of the errors. If you go look back at some of, you know, probably some of Tua's games where he probably made an unforced error, you know, those are just things that come with, come with the growth of playing a position in live settings. But the Michigan game, I seen him step up in the pocket so pretty and throw a sh- like a rainbow floater to Judy on in stride. Like those are just some of the things that, that as a QB, he didn't. If he wasn't tough, mentally tough, he's not sliding up in the court in a pocket like that. I didn't see QBs when we play them step back and try to avoid the rush. But I mean, Mac Jones, he a winner. He's gonna compete. He's gonna win. Uh, he's gonna do whatever he has to do to get the first down. Auburn, I remember he got his helmet knocked off. I think something like that, trying to get the first down. Like those are the type of things that me as a player, when I see that in a person, it's gonna make me want to play ten times harder just from watching it. You had a lot of you know lasting memories here at, at the University of Alabama, and of course you're part of that 2017 national championship team. But if you had to think of just one memory that really sticks with you and one lesson that you will always take from Coach Saban, what would be the one memory and what's the one lesson? Um, the one memory would definitely be winning the national championship. <laughs> um, that was crazy. I remember two getting sacked. And the next play, I'm, I'm just kind of like, man. Can I tell crazy. you I threw a root beer at the TV when that happened? <laughs> man, I, I probably would have too. I was, I was down. I was, you know, man, it's long, second, 26, long, long way away from a field goal. And then just to sit on the sideline, I'm standing on top of the bleachers just to see the way that ball was spinning. If you had, if you had seen it in, in real life, you would have thought it was poetry. Or it just looked so pretty. And then to see Devontae uh, on the other side catch it, 
man, I threw my helmet up so high. Like, it took me a minute to realize what was really just going on. Like, I just kind of looked around. I seen people rushing out on the field. I'm just looking and looking. I said, oh, snap, we just won. I threw my helmet up. I don't know who it hit. I don't know where it landed. I don't know if it might have hit somebody in the head. But, I mean, that was just something. To, that's the greatest. That, like, that's the – I feel like I'm going to remember that till. I don't even know. I'm just going to always keep that close to my heart. And the greatest lesson that you'll take from Nick Saban? Uh, the greatest lesson I'll take is – you either suffer the pain of discipline or the, um, ah, Karen, you remember, but basically what he was saying was is you can either be a disciplined person and, and not just be disciplined on the field, it's discipline throughout the day, or you, even something like picking up trash, like you know you it dropped on the ground where you pick it up and put it in the trash because that's what somebody with discipline would do. But people who are undisciplined, they, they, they look to tink, the cut corners, they – know have no drive you know those are the people that will always be the i wish i would have or i wish i would have taken this more seriously we we'll always have some regrets so you know we always used to say that to us you you gotta you just gotta be a disciplined person in, in everything you do and it will show up when it when the time really matters he's jared mate and ladies and gentlemen graciously join us live here on the end of my own worst the podcast hottest show on the streets with yours truly Stephen m smith and uh jared so thankful to have you here man on the show really really appreciate it best wishes to you man in terms of the nfl draft getting picked up getting selected by a team and going on to have a major major career in the pros but we're gonna take another break here on the show but upon our return folks we will Dive into your tweets, text, phone calls, thoughts, questions, and concerns right after this. Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We 
are back live into the action known as the hottest show on the streets, best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information when you look at conversating, dialogue, and just discussing the Crimson Tide in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, and this is your time, Alabama fans, 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358, you can text with that number, I'll leave a voicemail with that number, you can tweet the show directly, and in my own words, TDA, that's at in my own words, TDA, you can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith, but we take our first call of the evening, and it looks like it's my man Wayland, Wayland, what's going on, man? Stephen M., what's going on, it's finally Friday, ain't it, my friend? Yes, it is, man, great interview with uh, Jared Maiden in the last segment and get a chance to talk to you now. Yeah, Jared Maiden is in the house in downtown T-Town. There's no doubt about it there. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of problems with this coronavirus. I tell you what, it's, um, it's costing a lot of people um, a lot of a lot of big money, especially our vendors and, uh, you know, people, the smaller people that really, you know, uh, depend on these checks, uh, it's, uh, it's it's a devastating thing to see March Madness canceled and possibly the spring game and practice. Uh, I don't know what's next, Stephen. Are they going to ban the podcast? <laughs> well, podcast is going to still go. <laughs> I'm going to make sure the podcast still goes wailing, but I, I, I echo your, your sentiment there because, as I mentioned in the first segment, you know, these young men and, and these young men and women in collegiate athletics, especially in, in basketball, they waited their whole lives to take part in the NCAA tournament. And to have it, you know, snatched away from them is hurt. It, it, it's heartbreaking. I know they may nod their heads to understand that they know what's going on, but you can't tell me that the, the, these young people are not hurt. They're very hurt and, uh, you know, the strong prayer and, and, and hope on my end is that the pharmaceuticals, medical doctors, uh, scientists, that they come up with some type of way to uh, create a cure, create a vaccine, and get to the bottom of this because this is, uh, this is serious. Yes, it is serious. You know, even the Masters has been postponed. It says something about the Kentucky Derby. I've been to the Masters a couple of times. I know what kind of money that draws. Yeah, these young kids also. They have lost a, uh, you know, a uh, hope in winning that, you know, throwing that three-point shot in, two-point shot, slam dunk, however you want to say it. And, you know, even students, you know, and our, our football players disappointed in, you know, missing our spring practices also. And NCAA, you know, the NBA, everything is just up in turmoil. But we'll try to, we'll try to take it to a little better level here as we always try to do, get our Three hearty chuckles, like you always tell us there, and uh, and uh, end the night with our little poem we've done about the coronavirus. So, uh, and we do appreciate once again. I do TDA Magazine for letting me come on here and even doing this, and uh, uh, this show is uh, means uh, quite a bit to me. Uh, the three nights of the week, y'all do it, and I and I'm proud of the show. And so here we go, go Stephen. Roses are red, violets are blue. It's Friday the 13th, and we have also lost our spring practices, too. The coronavirus is roaring, and you better not be caught snoring. With no hand sanitizer or toilet paper, too, this makes it hard for a family to choose. 
So keep your priorities in line and just thank God. Thank God once again. And remember, it's not long to the 1st of September. Catch you Monday night, Stephen. Have a good weekend. Y'all be blessed at TDA. Bye-bye. Appreciate it, Wagon. And Wagon always coming by with a good call and dropping us one of those legendary poems. But we're going to go to our chat line right now. You guys have been hitting this up here on YouTube. And let's see here. Gonna take a uh, gonna take a few questions here. A couple of these were directed at um, Jared Maiden. It was a great uh, interview in the previous segment. Willie, here we go. Nick Saban Jr. writes in with, "Who do you see starting on the defensive line? Who do I see starting on the defensive line?" Nick Saban Jr. Good question. I see LeBron Ray at one defensive end. I see DJ Dale at defensive tackle, and I see Christian Barmore at the other defensive end spot. Now, the big news is Alabama is deep on the front line. They're three deep in, in that rotation, so that's that's great news. But in terms of just the starters, give me LeBron Ray, Christian Barmore, and, uh, and DJ Dale as my three starters. They're on the defensive line. But that question coming from at Nick Saban Jr., really appreciate that. Going to uh, find another one here on the side here. At Willie351 writes in, that was good stuff there. Y'all need to get more guys. Y'all need to get more guys on. Steven did a good job. Man, I appreciate it, Willie351. I mean, J- Jared Maiden was the star, man. Jared did a great job. Jared Maiden did a great job. I mean, I was up here sweating like no tomorrow. Thankfully, I was able to, you know, get the questions out and have a fun, uh, you know, conversation with uh, with Maiden. But, you know, Jared Maiden did a great job. Appreciate you guys listening to that interview, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was fantastic. We go down to Mardavius Thompson, Thomas. Hope I'm saying that right. Mardavius Thomas writes in. Diggs to me played ball. He is a wide receiver. He did what he could do, but this last season, Nick Nick Saban's defensive seniors were off track. Only had one. Only had one good, okay guy. That was Anthony Jennings. Well. I mean, Diggs, Diggs had a pretty good year, Mardavious. I mean, Mardavious, Diggs had a pretty good year. He had the one game where he got cooked by, of course, Jamar Chase of LSU, but Jamar Chase also cooked A.J. Terrell of Clemson. And A.J. Terrell is already thought of by most analysts to be a, a first-round pick come April. So if the same guy that cooked Trayvon Diggs cooked a projected first-round pick in A.J. Terrell. I mean, it, it wasn't a terrible year for Diggs. Now, the secondary itself, at times, kind of panicked, going back to what you know Maiden mentioned, that the discipline wasn't always there uh, this past year and in the last two years. But overall, it wasn't a terrible year for Diggs. Hopefully, he has a good, strong NFL career. But we go to another call in queue right now. You are live on In My Own Words, the podcast on a Friday. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, Stephen? So, uh, I've just had something on my heart here these last couple of weeks since uh, Mr. Agabogany, where uh, I think that's his name, from Auburn, decided to start popping off at the mouth towards Alabama, saying that the future consists of really them overtaking the state and Alabama not having too much to say about it. So I just want to get this straight right now. Is this not the same Agabogany who was stiff-armed 
to the point where he looked like he was throwing a karate kid kick into the air by Josh Jacobs, if you remember. Back uh, on uh, that that is uh, that is exactly the same Noah Igmanagahi. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, I, I was just making sure that was the case because uh, you know people tend to speak with a little bit more of bass in their voice when they really have something to prove or they have some nervous energy going about it. Uh, it do you know by chance if Igbogany is headed to the NFL this year or is he going to be back at Auburn? He is headed to the draft. He he said these things about Auburn being the best team in the state or becoming the best team in the state. He said that statement at the NFL scouting combine. So 2019 was his last season. Okay. Well, you know, I, I find it pretty strange that as he's walking out the door, uh, I would not or really any objective person that watched the Alabama-Auburn game this past season would not think that Auburn's defense overwhelmed Alabama's offense. Uh, 45 points speaks to the contrary. Uh, so I would just, just keep in mind that he didn't have that big of a part in either one of the victories over us. And the only thing that stuck out about him in my mind when I saw his name was that hit that Josh, that Josh Jacobs put on him. So just wanted to leave that as a food for thought. Have a good evening, Stephen, and uh, look forward to next time. Appreciate the call, man. We got some thoughts there on one Noah Igbenagahi there. But continuing the call segment on a Friday, we go to our next one in queue, and you are live on In My Own Words, the podcast on a Friday. What's going on? Oh, hey, Stephen, how are you? Man, I cannot complain, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I just uh, heard the, the uh, interview you did with Jared Maiden, and um, I, I really liked uh, a lot of things that you said. And one of the things that – that really kind of struck me is when uh, I believe you asked him about the defense and, um, you know, you gave a really mature answer. Um, and I think he said something to the effect that, you know, you know, we're all, you know, athletes or grown men or something. And we all have a job to do. We just kind of lack some discipline. And, you know, it, it kind of made me feel a little bit better because, um, you know, I know Pete Golden's been getting a lot of the flack and um, some of them I'm sure is justly so, but, um, it's kind of wanted your thoughts on that to see if, if, if you know, based on some of the things that he was saying, if you know, it was more of a player thing, or uh, if it's more of a coaching thing, or if uh, you know, it's a little bit of a little bit of one or the other. But um, it's kind of wanted your thoughts on that. You know, I think I feel a little bit better after listening to what he had to say about it. But um, hopefully next year, with you know all the guys returning, um, you know, we get you know much more uh, better camaraderie back there, and not a lot of discipline, and Pete Golden second year and. Charlie Strong in there. Just kind of want your thoughts on that and uh, um, join the show. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I agree with with, the, with, with the, what Maiden said. It was a lot of the discipline issues in terms of, of players, but at the same time, uh, I think it's a little of both. I thought it was some discipline issues on behalf of the players, but also some communication issues in behalf of making sure you're getting the right call on the field, starting with – Pete Golden, and I believe he will get better uh, with that this coming up season. But we're going to go to our next break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that down. Folks still getting this thing rolling down the street on a Friday. Upon our return, we will preview. We will preview the wide receiver position for the Crimson Tide for the upcoming season. Don't touch that down. You're listening to In My Own Words.
If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide we are back inside the action folks known as in my own words the podcast with yours truly Stephen m smith of touchdown alabama magazine best form of crimson tide football news notes and information dialogue debate conversation whatever you want to call it we're back into the show and we dive into Previewing these wide receivers for Alabama for the 2020 season, and uh, this is a very loaded positional group, despite the fact that Jerry Judy going to the NFL draft, also Henry Ruggs III pursuing a pro career as well, but the Crimson Tide does return Devontae Smith at wide receiver, who had a 1,000-yard year. In 2019, 1,256 yards and 14 touchdowns. Jalen Waddle was back, 560 yards receiving in 2019 with six scores. He was also dynamic as a punt returner and should have had more than one punt return for a touchdown this year. But unfortunately, there was a couple of block in the back calls. But hopefully, Alabama will get better with that in this upcoming season in the fall so Devontae Smith back Jalen Waddle back Terrell Shavers is back at six foot six out of Louisville Texas John Mechie is back Slade Bolden the Slade Cat out of West Monroe Louisiana he's back Xavier Williams is back and also Chadarius Towson back as well in terms of the guys that enrolled early, we're looking at Thayu Jones-Bell from the Florida area. A lot of potential with that young man. Treshawn Holden at 6'3", 200 pounds, very, very physical specimen. And, of course, a young man that will be coming in in the summer. We got Javon Baker also. So, very deep group at wide receiver. Now, the question is, who's the number three guy? That's the question. We all know what Devontae Smith can do. We saw him as a freshman catch two game-winning touchdowns in 2017, the most notable one, second and 26, to Atangavangoa, to Smitty, 41 yards, popped the bubbly, Nick Saban excited, you beat Georgia 26-23 to in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So that's the most heralded one, but we know clearly what Devontae Smith is capable of doing. We know what Jalen Waddle was capable of. We have seen him catch passes, split defensive backs in half, take uh well he takes away the angle from defensive backs, scores touchdowns, just tremendous acceleration, the human joystick, if you will, and the, his ability on kick return, punt return, outstanding. In a previous show, I talked about how 
to some extent, Alabama's going to have to find a way to allow Waddle to touch the football between 15 and 20 times a game. I'm just saying. I know Nick Saban wants to do the ball control thing. I know Nick Saban wants to run the football with Najee Harris and Brian Robinson and Trey Sanders and Keenan Robinson and the three freshmen that are in the program right now. I get that, but... I mean, if you want to really entertain this fan base, you put this ball into the hands of Jalen Waddle 15 to 20 times and just let, you know, Houdini just do his thing wearing number 17 inside Bryant Denny Stadium. But you know what Jalen Waddle's capable of. The question is, who becomes the third guy? Who steps up as the third piece in this rotation for Mac Jones? Bryce Young, or whomever win the court, or whomever wins the quarterback job, who becomes the third piece in this rotation at wide receiver to take some pressure off Smitty and Waddle, or to use a better term, to enhance you know both of those two guys. And Alabama's got a list of players that can do this. I mean, people have been waiting on Terrell Shavers for a minute now at six foot six. Out of Louisville, Texas, he came into the 2017 class, a high four-star athlete who ran a verified 4-3-8-40 time at one of the high school competitions. I believe it was either the Nike opening. It was one of those competitions, but he ran a verified 4-3-8-40 time. But Terrell Shavers, with that type of size, Hype, no athleticism. He can be a third down target. He can be a jump ball target. He can be a red zone guy. Very good possession wide receiver. He did catch a couple of passes last season, including one against Western Carolina on senior day, where he got up in the air and brought in a pass from one Talia Tungavangoa of 20 yards. So Terrell Shavers is special. If you look at John Mechie, I, for one, have gone out to call him Calvin Ridley's Canadian twin, uh, John Mechie from Canada, a guy that, you know, body size, body-wise, he is six feet, 195 pounds, wears number three, well, started off wearing number three, much like Calvin. He would switch his number to number eight in the uh, during the middle portion of the regular season, but a guy in Mechie that speed, hands, Route running, big playmaking ability, the most valuable player, the MVP of last year's A-Day spring game performance. So therein lies Metching. I mean, Slade Bolden out of Louisiana, a guy that was the Gatorade player of the year for the state of Louisiana in the when he came in the 2017 class. A guy that, despite him coming in as a three-star a tremendous athlete, uh, played quarterback, played receiver, can play a Played some defense also in high school. And the last time Alabama kind of had a do-it-all player was Blake Sims. I mean, Blake Sims played it all from 2010 to 2014 before becoming the starting quarterback in the 2014 season. But we're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. Wrap this thing up and put a pretty bow on this edition of In My Own Words, folks. We're coming right back.
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. All right, folks, continuing the conversation on In My Own Words, the podcast, hottest show on the streets with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And left off there with my man Slade Bolden, uh, of whom uh, a do everything type of player. He caught passes last year, threw a touchdown pass last season, played well on special teams, ran the Wildcat formation at quarterback, picked up a couple of huge first downs in some games. So a guy that when you talk to players about him, they compare him to Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots. Could he be the third guy? Remains to be seen. You also have Xavier Williams, uh, Chadarius Towson, I and mean, of course, I've already mentioned the freshman guys, Thayu jones Bell. I got a chance to see him at the Under Armour All-America practice in Orlando, Florida. And the speed is there, hands there, route running's there, body types there. He could be a big-time player. Trayshawn Holden, that size at 6'3", 200 pounds. I mean, watch out. Alabama can get him on the field. Who knows what can happen? I mean, Javon Baker, so... The depth, tremendous depth at the wide receiver position for Alabama. But who will be the number three guy? If if I had to put my if I had to put my thumb on this, if I had to put the Stephen M. Smith approval on who would be the third guy? Let's see here. Who who would I have as the third guy? Give me Terrell Shavers, man. Give me Terrell Shavers. I mean. No, I, I like Mechie, I like Bolden, I like Xavier, Ziggy Williams, I like, I like Chad Towson, but just the size of Terrell Shavers. You can't coach six foot six. You can't. Six six, that type of athleticism, that type of speed on the field. If he can find a way this season to break into that rotation, I'm telling you, he can be the jump ball weapon. He can be the third down go-to guy. He can be the red zone target. He can be more than just a possession receiver. He, he can be a game breaker. Terrell Shavers can be a serious game breaker. So as much as I like everybody you know, on this roster, if I had to put my Stephen M. Smith stamp of approval on some things, give me Terrell Shavers out of Louisville, Texas. Really think he could be a um, – a big-time factor, but it's going to be interesting, folks, with hopefully Judy does well in the NFL, which I believe he will. Henry Ruggs is going to do well in the NFL. You know what you're getting in Waddle and Smitty. Looking forward to seeing who, who that third guy is on the rise. And, and just like, and also, you know, at wide receiver, we can actually conjoin, you know, this other piece right here. I'm looking forward to seeing who Alabama could also have it tight end. I mean, that, that's another spot. I mean, tight end can kind of go in conjunction with wide receiver. It's a position that Nick Saban has been kind of concerned about. Uh, he has talked about 
the tide needed to get more depth at that position, more big-time playmakers at that position, more bodies at that position, more athleticism at that position, more experience at that spot, which is the reason why you know, Alabama was able to land one Carl Tucker, the graduate transfer from North Carolina. Tide fans are going to be very excited to see what he can do on the field. Jaleel Billingsley out of Chicago, who came into the 2019 class and had a pretty good season this past year. He got into some games, got into some action, got his feet wet, showed he can catch the football, still is growing, maturing as a blocking tight end, but a guy that does have the ability, the capability, the potential to be kind of the O.J. Howard slash Irv Smith type of player, so... There in last Jaleel Billingsley, you Crimson Tide does bring back Major Tennyson. Uh, still has Miller Forrestal. I believe Miller Forrestal is still on the roster. I will fact check that. But in the event that Miller Forrestal is still on the roster, you've got some tight ends for Jeff Banks to work with. The big thing at that spot is, you know, having that tight end, having that guy at the position that can be that security blanket, if you will, for the quarterback spot. Because the biggest help to a quarterback is having a tight end. You look at the NFL, you know, for so long, Drew Brees had Jimmy Graham, right? For so long, Peyton Manning had guys like Dallas Clark. For the longest period of time, you had, well, in in the old days, you had uh, Joe Montana and Dwight Clark. You've had of course, Philip Rivers and uh, Antonio Gates. So there has been uh, a marriage between tight end and uh, quarterback. The New Orleans Saints at one point in time had Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. So as always, the biggest help to a quarterback is a, is a good is a big time tight end. So hopefully Alabama can solve that position as well. But looking forward to what it will do at wide receiver as my guy. Tyrell Shavers, hopefully he can break through here. But as always, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on Alabama football, you can get this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Very simple, very easy to do. You do this by going to your iPhone App Store. If you are rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you just so happen to have the Android phone, uh, the podcast options for your audio listening pleasures, we got you covered. If your thing is iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio, we have you covered, people. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Monday, continuing the conversation of Alabama football but as always I leave you with my three things on the weekend husbands love your wives wives be good to those husbands children as the weekend still do what you need to do in regarding those chores get your three hearty meals a day three hearty laughs a day protect yourself protect the loved ones around you until next time folks I'm your man Stephen M. Smith and this has been in my own words